Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where the facts are the facts and the opinions hurt people's feelings. Please remember to rate and review us, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud. I don't know what it is that you do on Spotify, but whatever it is, please go and do that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Welly F. J. No cool name for me. How you doing, man? Only on NB Snippets. I'm good, man. Uh, Father Time is undefeated, so... I'm just relaxing right now, making sure that I don't do too much because my fucking back hurts. But uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, I'm good though. I'm good though. Uh, weekend is weekend was straight. Kids on spring break, so yeah, uh, no complaints whatsoever. It's a beautiful. Day. How was your weekend? Hey man, technology failed me this weekend. Like, Te- technology failed me this weekend. It was really. It's been a rough weekend for me and technology, but. I think I finally got everything straightened out for the most part. So, hey. Oh, yeah. You just switched over to AT&T. How was that? Hell. Really? Because, like, I have the phone number on my watch, too. So, I can, you know, use my watch with my phone not being around. So, whenever they switch, they transpose those numbers. And when they transpose the numbers, the watch number was on my phone, but it doesn't receive calls directly. It only, it only syncs to the primary phone number. So... All day Saturday, I basically, well, from about four o'clock Saturday, I couldn't, Friday, I couldn't get any phone calls. So I, I was operating off my work phone. And then they was like, oh, well, you know, it'll, we did it back office around 930, reset your phone, it should work. Didn't work. So I ended up having to go to the store Saturday. And then he was like, all right, what he should have did the first place, like, all right, I'm just going to give you a new SIM with your number on it. And then mm-hmm. that worked. But then he didn't give me any cellular data. So I could make phone calls, but I couldn't get on the internet or anything like that unless I was on Wi-Fi. So then I just called customer service and I was like, oh yeah, they put your IMEI number in wrong. So I read off the IMEI number and and, and it works. And then I was having issues with my watch because I'd get text messages on my watch. They show up, but if I send anything, they didn't show up on my watch. And so one of those clusterfuck. One of those rare times when technology defeats me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like AT and T, but I definitely think Verizon. I mean, Verizon is superior, but obviously you're going to AT and T for the perks that your job is offering, right? I got a badass discount. Yeah, I'm, shit, I don't blame you, bro. I don't. It is what it is. The rich niggas gotta get. Rich niggas gotta take advantage of discounts too. Hey, that's how you stay rich. You don't spend it all. <laughs> you don't spend it all. Hey man, what unless you're Bloomberg, you spend it all. You stay rich. So whatever. That guy. Oh man! Check the math. Yeah, please, please. I'm telling you, man the the idiocy of people involved in politics is baffling to me, dog. Like, I really do not understand how. Like, it, it's just the blind leading the blind. It's not even worth getting into, dog. Like, the two things I really don't want to talk about today is Megan Thee Stallion and the coronavirus. So, outside of that, man, what you got, bro? 
<laughs> you know. And I feel like if we talk about the coronavirus, I'm gonna have to talk about politics because there's shit going on with that. But anyways. You know, I've gotten to that age where I'll be like, oh, this would be a great topic. And I don't write it down because I think that I'll remember. And then I just don't remember whatsoever. It's all good. Trust me. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's all good, bro. Because, like I said, I mean, because, you know, millions of black podcasts are going to pretty much talk about the same thing. So, uh, I mean, if I got to say anything, man, it's just, like I said, I think one of the things that really helps this podcast out is the fact that we don't really watch a lot of news. I mean, we see the basic stuff that everybody sees, but at the same time, it's just more important shit going on in the world. And I personally think that that shit doesn't really matter to me. I I, I know for a fact that a lot of black people don't read. I hate, to, I hate to say that stereotype like that, but a lot of black people don't read. So we can't sit here in front like, you know, we're just we're just like, on top of our shit when we're reading. Damn, I, th- uh, I thought uh, the, cl- the Clippers won. I'm shocked. I'm not. Anyways. No, no. You know what's funny? I'm actually glad they lost because people tend, people tend to forget to forget that Pacers and the Bulls in the back, back in the days when they was like it, when he was with the Heat, I want to say the Bulls went 4-0 against them boys <laughs> in the regular season. And they still got the ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> when it came to playoff time and the patience too. Yeah. Uh so like it's like, okay, cool. This gives me some hope that in the playoffs we're gonna get a good series. But anyways, uh let me see something. I, Speaking I, about not I I've been and, and and I'm gonna let you get your topic off first, but uh, just to, just to give you a heads up. Um I, I'm I've been getting more and more exposure to this do as I say, not as I do culture that we live in right now where everybody can tell you how to do it, but they're not really doing it. And to 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 quote Keith, it's really befuddling. Oh yes. But give me an example. Um I'll I'll start high level, umbrella. Somebody that doesn't work out at all can tell you exactly what you need to do to get in shape. Because they know wow. then I'm I'm gonna say the Janae album dropped, and a lot of it, to me, in my perspective, which is just my sole opinion, is not a fact, it seemed like there was some intertwines, hey, fuck that nigga, do your own shit kind of vibe to it, but she's in a whole relationship telling y'all, y'all need to leave your quote-unquote toxic man alone when she's right there with her top the man she tattooed on her body covered mm-hmm. up and then got back with him so mm-hmm. i'm starting mm-hmm. to I'm, I'm real and we had this conversation too because we talked about um how we hear niggas in 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 in, in, in they raps talking about selling drugs and all this other stuff and that didn't motivate any of us for my for from my understanding and my experiences and my experiences are only based off people that i've been exposed to that didn't motivate us to go sell drugs. Like Jeezy didn't make me go buy a brick or anything like that. So I'm just trying. I'm just trying to wonder or even figure out how does that work for some people that they they hear these preachings from, whether it be music, whether it be fitness, whether it be your favorite TV pastor telling you to do all these things, and then they not doing the same things that they're telling you to do. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna start with the um, with the with the male side of it. I think. I think in general, black culture, as far as males go, for sure, they have a tendency to gravitate towards ne- the the negative lifestyle, which is selling drugs, stealing, just getting into shit that would be perceived as being a gangster. I think that that's been prevalent since the '30s. I mean, back when you know Bump Bumpy Johnson was in the streets, and I think that if you look at it's like even the wild, wild west, we've always, as far as black people go, we've always tried to make the most from scraps. And I think that as hip, when hip hop was born in the 70s and 80s, when the crack epidemic was becoming big, that just got infused into rap. And it just pretty much carried over into the culture. So in my personal opinion, because I know somebody's listening and they're probably thinking, well, no, I know a lot of people that sold drugs because of rap. Now, drug selling was already a big deal in the black community 
And if you watch Narcos, you can see, you know, boys had connects to, to black people back in the day. I mean, to, to the to the Mexicans and Colombians way back in the day. You could even watch that on Blow. And once again, you know about Frank Lucas. Frank Lucas, you know about Bumpy Johnson. You know about Nicky Barnes. All that was before rap music. So rap music, all they did was copy the drug dealer. So it was it was it was art imitating life. So once again, you could say a small percentage of the population of black males, you know, copied what they saw, you know, in rap music. But just don't forget that that was rap music being talking about that was influenced by the real streets. So when I look at that, I, I definitely agree with you. But when it well, when it comes to uh to to the female side of it, I'm gonna be biased here. I've been listening to Janae since 2011 when uh when Selling Souls came out. So like I just enjoy her music. And the 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 only thing I can say in her defense is it's honest. I feel like I feel like when you're being honest, it's up and down. That's why I don't necessarily label it as we me and you jokingly say it's toxic, but in all honesty, like if you're using your common sense, you know a relationship isn't perfect. So therefore, you're, when you're looking at Janae and Big Sean, you're seeing the highlights and you're enjoying the highlights. But when you see the negative these days, people tend to like, people can relate to it. So I feel like that's why her album and her music is, is successful because it's honest and she's not purposely trying to influence anybody to do anything. It just happens to be that we stay in a highly impressionable society and people think that shit is cute. Like, it's not cute. Like, Janae is not doing this because she wants to do it, in my opinion. That's just who she is. As an honest person, you have ups and downs with relationships. Fuck that nigga. Nah, be with that nigga. This and that. Like, <laughs> that's just being honest. Like, we always... Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm not going to judge her because, I mean, yeah. the listeners have, are, are know about my relationships. You know, they're very well documented on this podcast. So, it's, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and judge her for it not one bit. I just... Like and and like I use this I I use lemonade like when lemonade came I you know it was it was all out war on on Jay Z it was all out war on men and then you know Jay Z wow, put two more in them so it's kind of like you know you try to and and like I understand taking music for what it is and listening to it, like hey this is Jay Z's life this isn't Jay Brooks's life this is what Jeezy and Rick Ross did this is you know DMX some of his facts some of his fable and I understand taking it for what it's worth but to me I feel like I only let it mot. I only let it influence my life for motivational purposes. Like it's not going to influence me to to do something negative. And I guess you could look and say getting out of a situation could be motivational and you know help you through it, anything like that. But as as far as like you know motivating me to sell drugs or or to scam people, like like you got. <laughs> I'm gonna stop you right there. See, that's the wild thing, bro. Like, have we ever had? Anything like a hot girl summer. And listeners, if you're listening, you know, shoot it that's, on that's, the that's, that's an honest question. Know, like, have, have males had anything like a movement, you know, in the last 10 years that was like a hot girl summer where dudes were doing something based off of like, like literally a whole movement based off of something that a rapper was saying. Like, I'm I'm a, I'm I'm a it's gonna be a slight pause in this episode because I really want to be honest and think about it. Cause has Drake had any movements to where guys jumped on it? I don't I don't think Drake's movements have been for us though. What about future? Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole maybe inspired J. Cole in the weekend maybe inspired hair. Yeah. And that's that was inspired by Basquiat. Um, shit, I'm just I'm trying. I mean, I know Bobby Smurda came out and it had people, you know, basically doing dances and stuff. Uh, I mean, hey, a good dance would get anybody though. So it's like, yeah, it doesn't, you know, okay. it inspires people to dance. I mean, yeah, it styles. I feel like I feel styles. Like, yeah, I feel like men have. I see you. I see men walking around with purses and stuff now, skinny jeans and things like that. Um, slang, of course. Slang, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and then and then and it just not to pick on Meg. I mean, has there any has there been any other movements besides Hot Girl Summer? I mean, we had City Girls. I guess you could say Hot Boys. What was that about? Was it was the city was it Hot Boys? Uh, 
a response to City Girls, or was that it, a, it, was, that, was, it, that was, like, it was a response? It, it was a, it was men attempting to be like the women. If y'all are gonna it, if y'all are gonna have a hot girl summer, a city girl summer, whatever, we're gonna have a hot boy summer or a city boy summer. Like it was just a, a response to the city. So so they had the city girl. They had the city. So it was city girl and hot girl. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh. So I'm still I'm still thinking, man, because like, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because I really felt like the hot girl summer was way more impactful than anything that the guys did. Because once again, I feel like as far as style and slang goes, I feel like, you know, that was made, I feel like Jay-Z and Lil Wayne were pretty, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, and Kanye are are trendsetters. And I feel like as far as being trendsetters, guys kind of, like I said, guys tend to probably copy styles yeah. and fashion. But um, shit, man, as far as, as far as uh, the, 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 uh, the Gatorade and, and Mercury, and uh, <laughs> the, the, the the chakras, I feel like um, I feel like the hot girl summer. I feel like there's a lot of things going on in the female community that, like you said, just seems to be like way more influential, and it causes women to like change. You know, like it causes women to like kind of adapt. And that's not all women. That's like a certain age group that I'm noticing that they kind of emulate that, and it bothers me a lot because. I see men copying what women are doing. Like I feel, I see more feminine men and more modern men that tend to like try to gravitate towards what women are doing. But once again, I feel like a lot of things that modern men do these days really be influenced by the shit that women do. Right. So, like like you said, you said Drake. Uh, a lot of the shit that he did wasn't even for us. I mean, for you could take for instance that song that he made with that New Orleans bounce shit. What was that song? Um, nice for what? The nice for what? Like that wasn't for us, and um, and and that's that's a uh, that's that's baffling to me. And once again, he influenced something for women, and then women did it. At the end of the day, I keep saying this, but I really can't pinpoint anything that's trending in the black that that has trended in the black community in the past two or three years that has been like really positive and not divisive and like everybody could jump on board and say this is what's up this is what we all need to be doing i can't even say that about black lives matter if i'm being honest because i feel like black lives matter did a it did some good but did it, it did some damage as well because every once again every black person didn't get on board with that right and then it was taken a lot of different directions instead of like hey you need to be more self-aware of what's going on in the black community it kind of turned into a all right, I'm only worried about the black community and I got to ignore what's going on outside of it. Yeah. And I feel like that's what we've been doing for a long time is either ignoring everything that's going on outside of the black community or focusing in on it to the point where we're not we're not accepting those outside factors and, and how it how it influences the black community. Because you'll get you'll get into the hey let's let's only let's support black businesses let's buy black and let's do this and do and even recently with Target and they had the uh, I forget the name of the product it's not Honeywell it's Honey Pot the black lady she had the Honey Pot products in Target and then there was some outlash saying you know white people were getting on Target and they were rating it low because they said oh this is a racist product this is a racist product and then black people in response would go buy it out. And and that's how, and I know we're not talking about the Meg thing, but I feel like that fell in line with the same publicity stunt that was going on. Because like, what what if white people ever ever come out and said, "Oh, your products are racist"? Like, there are plenty commercials on TV with black people selling black shit. There's plenty yeah. commercials on TV with black people selling McDonald's, and nobody's ever said, "Oh, this is a racist commercial." You know, McDonald's, you know, are racist against white people or anything like that. Target has plenty of commercials with white people disabled people and all kinds of stuff so it's like this seemed a little too on the nose for me understand something i i i despise identity politics with a passion because i don't feel like identity politics really does anything to solve any problems at all I, I think it just i think it just causes more problems and i say that to say like we're looking at products like they're racist now it's 2020 like what are we talking about like when I go into when a, when a when a white person goes into a store to to get a hair product, when did it get to the point where a oh, a white person is looking in the section where it's like oh I can't buy this because it's for black hair? And even if they did say that, were they thinking it was black? 
Like, I mean, were they thinking that it was racist? Like, this 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 item is not for my hair. Okay, that's not racist. It's just I'm <laughs> like, I'm just so confused. I swear to God, I'm so confused. Like, it is crazy to me. And like, I hear people try to make it seem like, oh, you know, oh, oh Trump caused this. How does Trump cause you to go into Target, go into a section, and you see some soap, and it's like it, it, it's a, it's a, some soap made in Africa, and all of a sudden you just get mad like, oh, this 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 soap must be for black people only because it's made in Africa. You have the shit you buy is made in China. Does it does it make you think to yourself, oh, this is racist because it's this Chinese people made it? Like, how did Trump cause that? I just I don't see how Trump caused that. I feel like people just have this mindset going into things now now but with 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 the thought process of you know everybody's on some for us bias type of shit and it's like it's 2020 like we're more diverse than we've ever been it's a big ass melting pot that we live in and it's like the more it becomes diverse it seems like people are making themselves uncomfortable it's like cool there's a section for shit for you all right cool Go to the section for shit. For, basically, what I'm saying is the little bit of segregation that we have now in products shouldn't be that big of a deal. How many white people do you see going into your average beauty supply? Few and far between. You know? Like, and, and to me, it's like, it, it, to me, I always bring it down to like the most minute of situations. If I go over there and they and I'm looking for soap for sensitive skin and they don't have any sensitive skin soap i'm not gonna wild out on people that use regular soap but guess what apparently you should be like man this isn't fair this is outrageous how are you gonna have you know soap for regular skin people people with good skin you this is a this is unacceptable like this is where we are now like well, that is wild to me what was that we had in the group text where the runner was talking about oh the people who cook meat Close the window. Could you please close your windows? Because it's offensive to oh us vegans. Oh my god, that is that is that is fucking that is no that is mildly retarded, bro. We say it on this show all the time. Motherfuckers are big, becoming so woke that they're losing their minds. Like seriously, losing their fucking minds. I'm sitting here like, really? Because I'm barbecuing something that is a freaking American tradition. I'm pretty sure it's not a, it's not just American, but barbecue dog. You think I'm finna stop barbecuing because it offends your punk ass? Guess what you need to do? You need to take your ass somewhere where 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 barbecuing is not legal. It's that simple. I mean, it goes back to that mindset. Like, it's funny to me. Like, people talk shit about America all day, and then people that love America look to the side and be like, "Well, you know, go back, go to a country that you like. Why are you here?" And then they'll and then. Then they'll, you know, they'll go on their tirade and start talking about bullshit. But it's like, at the end of the day, what are you doing to make your problem better? Exactly. And that's that's a that is a question that we ask on No Boundaries Podcast all the time. You bitch and complain. And I told you off air what complaining does. I truly believe that people complain to transfer their energy onto you. People complain with no solution. And then they're only the only the only uh, ob- ob- the objective they have is to make you feel their misery. So they're going to complain and complain with no solution, and they're going to transfer that negative energy to you because they just want to. They just want you to be mad too. That's what they do these days. If if they're not happy, then they don't want to see you happy. If they're offended, they want to see you offended. That's that's equality to them. That's that's stupid. It's like dog, make your situation better. What solutions do you have? You don't like a capitalist country, then move to a socialist country or a communist country. It's not hard. Everybody, all of a sudden, they love Canada. Fucking move to Canada then. <laughs> like, I agree with that shit now. Like, at first I didn't, but it's getting to the point where it's like, dog, if y'all just gonna bitch and complain about how America is, when 70% of the people that live in America love America, I mean, that's probably a little high, but I do believe that most people with common sense that have actually seen other parts of the world and they've seen them. They've seen the worst, and they've seen the best. I think most people come back with the mindset of America still being one of the top top three countries that they want to live in. And those other top, those top two countries. I mean, if they can't afford to live there, you're you're you're, you're settling for the next best. And I don't feel like there's anything wrong with settling for the next best if you label it as the next best. 
that's not the same as the lesser of two evils like people tend to do. Yeah. Because I think that shit is outrageous. To me, it's just like, <sighs> yeah, if you love something, you want it to be better. Like, I, I, I just don't understand the concept of saying, oh, yeah, I, I love my country. You know, then people say, hey, this is what make our country better. And he was like, no, if you don't like it, you, you should just leave. No, I want to make it better. I can understand if you not agreeing with what I think makes it better and you having your own visions of how to make it better, that's fine. But I think that if I should want it to be better, you should want it to be better, whether you're in the clan, whether you're a panther or whatever. You should have some idea to make your neighborhood, your state, your city, your country, whatever. You should have some idea of how to make it better. I don't. I, there's no state in in life where people say, "Oh yeah, this is perfect as it is." And I think if you do feel that yeah, way, yeah, I think you're very you're being very delusional. Like, yeah, you could be in a job situation. Hey, this is great. Yeah, I'm in a good place right now. But you're in that place right now. Yeah, hey, my kid just got got potty trained. You know, cool. This don't get any better. Well, they gonna start cooking for themselves. You know that. You know it's gonna continue. You would hope to get better. Hey, my child graduated high school. Hopefully, you know it gets no better than this. You don't want them to go to college. Well, no. If you want them to go to college, then you should just. You know, it, it makes no sense to me. Like, we're as humans. I think we're we're put here to strive for better and to be our best. And so, for you to to have a country that's three hundred twenty-seven million human beings here. I think a large majority of them should want this to be better. I mean, of course you have those people who just want to tear shit down, but you should want everything to be See, better. See, that's, that's why, that's that's my, I feel like we have more people that just want to tear shit down rather than make it better. Because I know people listening are probably thinking, okay, well, you know, well said the opposite. No, I agree with what you're saying because in my opinion, I feel like a lot of people that bitch and complain, they just want to tear it down with no solution. And like you just said, obviously America can be better, but at the same time, I'm not going to bitch and complain about the state that it is right now due to the fact that I feel like it's a small group of people. It's like really the virtual world, because in reality, I don't I don't see this. I don't hear and see a lot of this shit in the physical world. So it's just baffling to me that it really just it's just a lot of bitching and, and shit on, in, a, in an online space. But in reality, I, I see people moving and grooving and <laughs> they seem they seem to be, you know, Fairly complacent, so to speak. And once again, yes, America could be better. I don't think America is great. I think I just I know I've been to Nigeria. I've been to certain cities in America. I've been, you know, obviously we've been to Mexico and like I've seen I've seen some shit to realize, OK, you know, you can only wonder what America could be like, what it be like. You can only imagine how America has grown. But. Because you, you, you hear stories about the history of America. You obviously know America comes from slavery. And it's it's almost like people literally will say times are worse now than it was 100 years ago. And I'm looking at them like, nigga, we were slaves. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like nigga, we, we, could, we had to drink a separate water fountains. What are you saying? Like, I don't, I don't I don't get people, man. Like, so, yeah, like, I agree with you. Like, America can be better. And instead of just bitching and complaining about it, like I said, provide a solution to make it better rather than just trying to tear it down. And I feel like people are tearing this shit down out of spite. There's just a lot of people that's trying to tear this shit down are trying to tear it down because they're, they're not where they want to be. And once again, they want to transfer that energy onto you so you could be mad too. And I honestly feel like when you're angry and when you're too happy, you tend to not think straight. Mm-hmm. And I think we, I think, I think, on the online space, a lot of people just tend to be very angry, and it feels like for no reason at half the time. It's like y'all just y'all just you're angry because you're broke. That's probably that's probably a lot. That's probably like eighty percent on you, straight up. You know, it, it's, we, it's, we it's like even in emotional situations, you have to keep your head on a swivel. Don't get overly happy about things. Don't be overly sad about things. You because you might miss the next come up or you might miss the next pothole. So you really just have to be on a swivel and be ready for everything. Be reasonable, straight up. I mean, it's twenty twenty, man. Like, uh, I'm not. I'm not saying it's. It's like when you work in the warehouse world. Like when you work, like as as a man, I feel like. I mean, obviously, that's a more male dominated field where you have guys actually on the warehouse floor. You have more guys on the oil rigs and shit like that. Shout out the shout out the Hagens. Uh, you have people out. You have men out there that that understand that we have went four hundred and sixty three days no accidents. That's something to celebrate, right? Yep. But 
In those 433 days having, uh, having no accidents, on that 434th day, are we just are we just not wearing our safety boots, taking off our uh, hard hats, not wearing our uh our you know our uh, safety goggles and shit like that? Because it's like oh, we don't want to be cautious anymore because everything has went good for over a year and a half. Like no, it's like oh well, still, now we we perfected it, so let's you know <laughs> run back all the controls. It. You perfected it because you stayed aware, you stayed reasonable, you stayed cautious. You you know you you know that you stay in a time period where you just can't leave your car door open. You and just we talk about complacency all the time. Straight up. And, and and within complacency, you can be complacent if your system is prepared for chaos. <laughs> I was just saying, because I mean complacency, routine, like like Casey say, synonyms. <laughs> Straight up, bro. Just saying, though. But man, people just have to, in my honest opinion, you know. I, I just, I honestly feel like if I'm gonna be honest about America, I know it's never been perfect for Black people. It's never really been perfect for minorities. But I mean, we can all admit that the late '90s, early 2000s were good fucking times. And I feel like once that recession hit, you've seen a transition in a lot of shit. And I, I, that's it's been. I think. I think. For the last twelve years, Americans have just been tripping, bro. Like it's been wild out here. I had a conversation with a homegirl the other day, and I feel like one of the biggest problems in America as a first world country. Uh, I don't think they. I was reading something the other day where they was like, we don't label them first and second and third world no more. But whatever, whatever. I, I read that because it, it was like third world. It was. It's basically based off of um, the war. Like like how you felt after the war, the last world war was over. Like it it has nothing to do with resources. Oh, so I just, I've been saying that shit wrong forever. Yeah, so me I'm too. gonna just say, yeah. So I'm gonna just say we stay in the, we stay in the Western world, we stay in America, and I feel like as I look at America, I feel like there's as of 2020, I can officially label the symptom of Americans as people that are suffering from delayed maturity. And damn, uh, in response to the coronavirus, which I'm not gonna get, <laughs> I know, I know, like I'm not gonna get into it. But the response to the coronavirus, I think, is a is it's that is a, a response of immaturity. That's a response of lack of common sense and intelligence. And I say that to say that people are treating the coronavirus like, like um, like Y2K almost. Mm-hmm. And even with Y2K, you you, I don't think people freaked out to this to this to, like I don't think the mass hysteria was on this level. And I'm like, this is we're just talking about a flu here, a strand of the flu technically. And people are people are prepared for this shit like they're about to go into their to their doomsday bunker. And it's wild to me that the flu it kills more children in a year than it kills anybody else. But then. This virus comes through with it's killing elderly and everybody's losing their mind. And like I said, I feel like that has a lot of this that a lot of the fake news that is generating mass hysteria in general, I think that it works so well because we're so uh mentally immature today in America. Like we're immature as shit. Because once again, yeah, we posted memes here and there, but I feel like nobody takes anything serious anymore. And when we take things serious, it's almost like we go full retard with it. It's kind of like when we when we end up in serious situations, we're we're here for the memes, we're here for the humor about it. Like even with the the politics, you know, we we're here to to see Joe Biden mess up and say he's running for Senate when he's running for president. We're here for the 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 memes of a Corona in the refrigerator standing away from all the other condiments in the refrigerator. Like that's what we're we're really here for. It's like okay, I think. Maybe we feel like we're beyond facts at this point because we're just like, oh, yeah, we know this is dangerous or whatever. It's, yeah, yeah, we know to be cautious, wash our hands, whatever. But now I'm going to get these jokes off. Yeah, dog. Speaking about science, bro, I know you seen that shit that I posted the other day. Happy World Obesity Day. I did not Let's see that, actually. Dog, apparently March 4th, 2020 was World Obesity Day. And this chick, Sophie, uh, Sophie Hagen. My bad, Brandon. I'm sorry she shares her same last name, but unfortunately she does. It says, Happy World Obesity Day. Let's change the narrative. 
Fatness is not dangerous, an illness or something to be cured. Some people are just fat. Let's use this hashtag to instead celebrate fatness in all its forms. I'll tag some of my favorite fat people here. You do the same. Child, if you don't get the fuck up out of here. No, see, bro. See, some people are just short. Some people are just tall. Some people are just black. Some people are just white. But you can't say that some people are just fat. Like there, there's there's elements that get you to being fat. It's just gonna be like, this, hey, I'm, I'm I'm fat. Hey, you know. I'ma say this, bro. Because I don't want to get into that Lizzo shit again. All I'm saying is, is obesity something really we need to be celebrating? Let's just let's just be here. Let's because now we're getting to the point, like I said before, we're not being serious now. It's getting to the point where if you really think about it, Black History Month is becoming trivial based on the fact that when you look at the shit that's being celebrated daily and on a monthly scale, the shit is becoming to the point where it's like, shit, y'all celebrating world obesity? Well, fuck it. Let's let's uh let's celebrate, you know, pe- people that walk funny. Like, it's funny walker day. You know what I'm saying? Like but I mean, there is a day. I'm sure there is a day. Like you know, they have those calendars where they got all those random days, and and that's what like that's what I'm saying. Like it is, we getting carried away. Like that's we just getting carried away, and a lot of this has to do with immaturity. It's just a bunch of people that want to get some talking points off, and I really feel like they do. I low key feel like a lot of this shit that's being done, people are behind closed doors thinking to themselves and laughing. Let's see if we can get away with this shit. I honestly think that's how Slut Day started. I think Slut Day started like that. I think the Slut It was a joke that, like that went too far. Yeah, like I mean, we today is International Women's Day, and pretty much all I'm seeing is a bunch of women standing around protesting with no shirts on, just showing their titties, and they just got random shit on they on their posters, random shit you know marked on they on their chest, and I'm just like, what are y'all doing here? What is this proving? I don't get it. And, and and I just sit there and I think because we know in the fifties and the sixties when, you know, people were, you know, you know, trying to push the sexual liberation movement and, you know, post suffrage and all that shit. They actually had something to say then. They were burning the bras and I, it felt like it was a they message. Had a call. It was transition. Yeah. Now it just feel like people just want to show their titties, man. And <laughs> we we talked about this before, man. You just wanna have your titties out and you just like the chick, I seen Joe Biden, uh, fool ass. Uh, no, it was, oh, I think it was Bernie Sanders. I think after he won one of his primaries, some chick just went up on the stage with her titties out. And it turns out she was trying to protest for, like dairy milk or some shit like that. Oh, I remember seeing that. Yeah. And, and I could be wrong, but I swear that's what it said. I'm like, so what you trying to say? We should be taking your titty milk and you need to leave the cow milk alone. I, I, I don't get it here because your message is unclear. And once again, your message is unclear because it's coming from an immature mind. You don't even have your thoughts together. You just you just running wild and you're you're just throwing darts and you just hoping the shit stick. I feel like that's what immature people do, because a lot of times immature people don't have a plan. Crazy people don't have a plan. No, they don't. It's the Joker, bro. They don't. But then I also think the craziest of people have a too detailed plan because I, I i think the people that over plan to the point where it's like hey this is gonna happen on this day at this time and it's not like a meeting or a regularly scheduled programming hey y'all cuckoo for cocoa puffs bro that's low-key i mean that's 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 ocd yeah that's ocd and, and, and speaking of that shit man along the lines of delayed maturity once again like i said i was talking to my homegirl the other day and her, I think her grandparents are celebrating like a 75 year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there thinking, like, man, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I love the idea. I told you and Keith this, you know, I love the ideal of marriage. I feel like, you know, marriage is a dope concept. I feel like people that get married, I wish them the best. I, I want all my homeboys to get to the point of 75 year marriages. But you got to think about that now. Yeah, I think about it in the context of 2020. Yeah, we living longer. But the way we handling the way we handle relationships today, 
We got to we, it, it all come back to what I be telling people. Cause I, know they, I know people be talking about, oh, well, stupid. But you got to understand <laughs> something. Got to understand something. We, we in our generation are probably not going to see that due to the fact that we approach relationships once again with an immature mindset. Because back, and I know people are going to miss the quote the hell out of me on this. I'm not telling people that they should be getting married at 19 and 20. But I'm, all I'm saying is that the ideologies and the philosophies today are encouraging people to put off things that were once held as very, that were, that were fundamentally important for the growth of society back in the 20th century. So therefore, you have more people getting married earlier in their, in their, um, in their lifetime. Like, like we had on the, um, on the examples podcast when we were talking to Gunner and I was telling Gunner, like Gunner was talking about how, you know, his parents were very traditional and this and that, and they've, you know, been married for, you know, forever. And all I'm saying is everybody knows this, obviously back in the 20th century, people were more traditional. They had a tendency to play roles more, but with the transitioning of, uh, of the culture and things progressing, so to speak, people have to understand that the 75-year marriages and the 50-year marriages, I personally think that shit is a thing of the past. I hate to sound pessimistic, but we have to realize something. People get married in their 30s now. People still only live in the 70 and 80, like, for the most part. People are... It's, the older generations obviously were eating, in my opinion, were eating better food. They were less gluttonous, you know. You know, like once you you could see you could see the shift in obesity in the past twenty years. Because let's just be honest, obesity in their thirties and forties. Come on, niggas, if you obese during the Great Depression, bro, what type <laughs> of food you was hiding? And 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 even think about um the career paths that we have now. A lot of us are more of a sit down at a desk all day kind of career path a lot of a lot of our our, the generations before us were up on their feet and whether it be factories warehouses or whatever what have you so they moved a whole lot more than we do now so and if you don't move at work and you don't go home and move then that fat just sits on you and i'm a living example <laughs> I say it all the time, man. The milkman used to walk. The mailman used to walk. The the uh, the paper boy used to ride his bike. Uh, you know, <laughs> everything is automated now to the point where, you know, for somebody to say that something's difficult, I think that's just a that's just a product of laziness. And once again, I'm gonna say this with a million time. It's it's immaturity because you have to approach something with an immature mindset to think that it's hard if the shit is automated. It's doing it for you. You don't like washing dishes? Put the shit in the dishwasher. You don't like, you don't have to sit there and fucking put up a hang, uh, put up uh, clotheslines in your backyard and hang your clothes up to dry. You put the shit in a fucking dryer. You wash your clothes in a washer. You don't, like, just come on now. Like, let's just be serious. Mm -hmm. It's 2020. Shit is fairly easy. I'm not finna sit here and say shit is super affordable, but shit is fairly easy. And with me saying all this, I I just want people to understand that the reason I brought up the 20s and the 30s and the past generations and the fact that I don't think that we're going to see 50 and 75 year marriages is because shit is so easy now. People, It's so easy to get into it and so easy to get out of it. There you go. <laughs> it's that simple. We, our older generations didn't believe in divorce. Divorce didn't really become a a normalized concept until like the early seventies, and, and and then that was really a Hollywood thing because it's, to this day, to this day, I still think that people that get divorced got money, bro. Like, do you ain't just jumping in and out of marriages and and you're thinking that this shit is cheap? Like, divorce ain't cheap, dog. We saw it on Marriage Story. It, you know, it's levels to this divorce shit, but divorce ain't cheap. And once again. Divorce is a normalized concept. People go into marriages thinking, oh, if this shit fails, we're going to get divorced. Yeah. That's the normal mindset these days. We'll just split and, and go our separate ways. There, There is no, hey, this is this is it. Like, this is all or nothing. People always keep that in the back of their mind. And also, people don't feel like it's all or nothing unless it works in their favor. Like, like if I'm in a relationship, I start putting my hands on my girl. She decided to leave. Oh, I thought we were all or nothing. But and and that's 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 the rebuttal to this though, because it's gonna be a it's gonna be a man or a woman that's listening to this podcast and be like, hey man, my grandmother used to get abused by my dad and blah blah blah. 
I'm a firm believer. Y'all know this. I'm a firm believer in red flags. You know, people put a mask on, yeah, but there is a there is a there is a graduation process to beating a woman or to to putting your hands on a woman. Yeah, you I argue that to the grave. You ain't just waking up one day in your marriage and hitting a woman. You saw the signs, like. But the thing was back then, that shit was common. So you know, in the woman, in, in our in our in our great grandparents and our grandparents' defense, especially on the woman's side, that shit was common. They seen their dads do it, blah blah blah. But it's 2020. If you were a guy that is emotionally abusive and physically abusive, and you stay there, I, I, I'm not on your side. I'm not on either one of y'all side. I feel like y'all that's that's a certain level of negativity that no one should allow. And if you ignore that red flag, then I mean, and then you get married. It's like, come on. At that point, Jay. Well, what were you thinking? It's like, well, clearly he was already hitting you. He was already abusive somewhat. And then you got married and then you get divorced six months later. It's like, hold on. What really changed? I don't think that that much changed between when y'all was dating a year ago to when y'all just up and decided to get married. And now he hitting you like, like, come on, man. Like now at this point, if you've been dealing with the abuse that long, I'm looking at you like, well, shit, you came in this motherfucker with the mindset of you was going to get divorced. If he hit you in marriage, like you thought that the marriage was going to make him, you know, handcuff his hand behind his back. Like I, I just, once again, I, I don't get the mindset of people that go into these marriages. But once again, we know they go into these marriages with the mindset of I'm going to divorce this guy or divorce this woman if shit don't work. And I, and I think, and, and this is conversations that I've actually had with, with men and women. You get so trapped whether it be financially or whether it be, um, I, I want to say availability, that you you really can't. Because I was I was talking to this this woman. She was with this guy, and I was like, you know, if you hate him so much, why are you, why are you still with him? She's like, he just helps me out so much. Like with my life, having him being able to pick up my daughter and be able to take her, you know, places while I'm still working, I need that, and so. Basically, I have to use him for that. And I was like, okay, I understand that. Like, yeah, you can find some alternatives, have a friend or do whatever, what have you. But I understand that being that person being there for you to support you and, and help out, keep your life balanced. So, hey, you putting up with somebody because at the end of the day, it's their decision. I've talked to people like, hey, if I leave this person, I'm going to be so I'm gonna be so strapped financially that I can't live on my own. So I have to stay. Hey, you know, so, the, so the solution to that. So the solution to that is, you know, everybody needs to live a lifestyle that they know they can be financially independent for sure. That I feel like I understand that that reasoning for staying in a relationship. But if you're staying if you're staying in an unhealthy relationship due to financial reasons, man, that means that the lifestyle you were living before it, you you were you weren't it wasn't was it, that, that ain't what's up. You should have you should have changed a lot before you got into this relationship to at least where at least you wouldn't have to depend on somebody financially. That's that's a that's a bad that's a bad that's a bad playing field to get married on nowadays for sure because we already know that that's that that uh, contributes to a high high amount of the divorces that happen in 2020 you know 2020 America. That's but, that's. But yeah. also you don't you don't see that on the way in. Sometimes you get deep in there and then it's like, oh shit, I'm 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 literally tied to this person for reasons that I don't want to be, but I, I can't go anywhere. You don't see that. You don't necessarily see that on the way in. Some some people, like you say, some people see the red flags and they run through them and then, you know, the red flags are still there at the end of the race. And so you you're you're gonna have to deal with them eventually. But sometimes you don't see it on I the feel, way I in. I feel like our listeners I feel like our listeners here I say red flag so much that if they're really a listener listener I feel like they not they, red flags ain't even a problem no more. I think at that point it's probably more along the lines of codependency, sort of like um uh what, what was that uh what was that sister the twins on uh you love and um you know they were, 40. they were they were yeah forty love and forty were very I think that was the I think that is the best example of codependency that I've seen in the last in in a while bro like the best worst example I guess you. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could kind of say Bojack and 
Damn. And he was codependent on a couple. Yeah, Bojack and Diane. Caroline. Yeah, yeah, he was codependent. Holly Buck. Dog. If you if you if you're listening and you don't really understand codependency, you know, go to your, you know go to your Wikipedia's and do your do your Googles or whatever. And you know, I know a lot of people are realizing, oh, I'm I was dealing with a narcissist. I was dealing with a girl that had you know cluster B tendencies. People are starting to understand PTSD and stuff like that. Look at codependency because codependency tells you a lot about yourself. You can't you can't blame codependency on anybody else. Maybe your parents. But I think codependency is something that a lot of people overlook because now people like being victims and people like putting their putting the blame on other people. But if you look at your situation and you're you're, you're trying to figure out a, a, another reason to why you possibly can't leave somebody alone, code, being codependent is probably something that you may want to look into. A lot of people suffer from that and they don't understand why. And I and I and that's why I say like. Love and Forty were real good examples of that because it, it. I don't think it gets any worse than Love and Forty. Love and Forty was bad, real bad. Yeah, they was bad, man. But um, you had said something, and I forgot what you said, but it made me think about one of the blog posts that I found. There was a guy posted something that to me that was pretty. I felt like it was white knightish and simpy, but I agreed with it though because he said. Either he wants to marry you, and I feel like that's why I was white knight of Sippy, because he's he's pointing out he. It's like, okay, pe- both both people come into a relationship, and they'd be like, man, I want to marry this girl, and, and the girl is like, you know, I, you know, I want to be married to this guy. That's not just a one-person decision. That shit pisses me off. But anyways, it's either he wants to marry you or not. You ever see how fast a man acts when they find that they're looking, what they're looking for. Women take a bit longer to decide. If a man is stalling, it's either he's not that into you or he's trying to compromise. Then he goes, the whole getting to know each other narrative is also a sham. You never really get to know anybody enough to commit your life to them. People develop new emotions, triggers, reactions over time. That's why couples who were together 20 plus years divorce all the time. Love is a choice. And obviously people listening to this are going to have different parts where they argue it. But like I said... I do believe, because we we talked about this on your birthday, uh, on the um, the statute of limitations episode. This to me all points down to pursuit and chase, and I honestly feel like this is a perfect example. Like somebody that out there that kind of agrees with what I'm saying, because he said women take a bit longer to decide. I kind of don't agree with that. I do believe that. Women be knowing what the fuck they want in a sense of, okay, I see the potential in this guy. So this is a guy I wanted to work with. Mm-hmm. So I feel, like, I feel like once a woman sees the potential, they make their decision. And I and, and like I said, I think with men, when a man sees a chick that he really want to fuck with, it, he, he can give a shit about getting to know her. He's like, shit. He's like man, I hope this works. Because I've seen guys with those love goggles on and they're like, man, this is who I wanted to work with. I've seen it so many times that I really feel like the ex- <laughs> like they just they just run in there blindly and it's like you know hey I'm come hell or high water is gonna work with this person. I mean I, I hate to do this, but I'm gonna use somebody as an example that we know. I personally feel like was that guy. I feel like saw his his wife today and he knew right off the bat he wanted to make it work with her. I I want to I really would like to hear Chris's story in full. I heard it at his wedding, but I want to hear it in full again because I feel like he's the perfect example of a guy that got with a woman. He was like, "Dog, I fuck with her. I want to make it work." The decision was made, and she's a prime example of this guy. This guy cool. Like I see the potential. I hope it works. And as far as we're concerned, it's working. I feel like. I don't even feel like that's a perfect situation. I feel like there's two people that are serious about dating. Yeah. They went in there with a mature mindset. They said, this is what we're dating for. This is this is what we're going to do. Bet. I don't think people date these days with a mature mindset to where they're like, okay, this is the goal. To get married. To get to this next step. You know, like... If you're getting with somebody, like, 
your your platonic friends with a girl that's freaking beautiful. You like her. Everything is cool about her. She feels the same way about you. But guess what? Neither one of y'all are really serious about that next step. Y'all just enjoy each other's company. Y'all are sexually attracted to each other. But in all honesty, I don't really see no future with each other. But nobody wants to say. Yeah. It's, 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 it's that simple. I couldn't. Say I guess you have myself. a rebuttal. <laughs> I, I, I mean, but no, like I get it. Like, like you say, um, you'll see it. You'll see it, and you'll see this woman's like, "Hey, I wanted to work with this woman. I want to work with this man." I don't I don't care to get to know him and then you get into this relationship and then you start learning about this person and then you either say hey yeah I'm still going to try to make it work I'm a, you know I'm going to adjust myself to to be able to maneuver in these changes that I'm seeing in this person or you get in there you say oh shit this isn't the person that I thought they were and I'm I'm going to get out of it and like you said they were a prime example of I seen this person. I want to make it work with this person, and I made it work with this person. I didn't when there was fear or when there was a, a disagreement or, or or something minute. They didn't run away. They stuck it out. So had, it's, it's kind of like, and, and that's where you have to be. They know what they want. You know what you want. Yeah. And I and I and, and, and I, like and you say, what, you know, he said what you know, men take a while, and or women take a while, men for. Men don't always know because a lot of the time men are playing the field like women are playing the field. So you have to feel somebody out. I know there's times when you have somebody in mind and you're, you know, waiting for them to get their bullshit together so you can go up to them. But a lot of times you got to feel people out, especially in this day and age, because you don't know who and who DMs. You don't know what the hell else is going on in this day and age. Our great grandparents ain't had to worry about that. They ain't had that's to worry why, about that's why, that. That's why I say. That shit just that shit just that planted the seed of immaturity. Social media planted the seed of immaturity to where people that want to get married one day, they think playing the field is cool. And when in actuality, if you look at the traditional mindset of wanting to be married, it wasn't really a play the field type of mindset back then. It was like, I'm going to get out here and I'm going to try to find somebody I wanted to work with. You can look at that like playing the field. But when you're playing the field from a local mindset compared to a to a, a, a fucking international citywide mindset international it is insane and that is to me that's immature like that's that's I, I but we're all victim to it where we we can all we can all say like damn like i am really looking at marriage and long-term relationships in a negative and an immature way and like i said i'm gonna say it a million times because i really feel like that's what it's about i feel like and Greg, shout out to Greg, a longtime listener. Uh, he's getting real good with his uh, photo shit, too. Um, but he came in the DMs and was, like, baffled. Because I put up a poll the other day. And it says, uh, is it crucial that the person you end up with share the same entertainment interest as you? For instance, they don't like any of the TV shows you like except maybe one. And I like your answer the best. <laughs> My no answer. He was like, "That's a loaded question." That's is a loaded ass question. Exactly. Why do you Why do you feel like that's a loaded question, Jay? Okay, if we only like one TV show, that's yeah. an hour, thirty minutes out of our week where we have a common bond. That's it. That's all we got. This this one TV show. But then again, yeah. if we like everything, and we're you know, oh yeah, th I like this. I like this. I like this. What what do I have to learn about you? What what what? Why am I here? If I'm I'm basically dating myself with the vagina. <laughs> I, obviously, I, I, you know, I would I, want I, you to expose me expose me to something new because, like, I I catch you know my girlfriends and and people I'm dating. I catch them picking up my slang, you know, because I'm exposing them to something new. I'm gonna point out something to you. And this is this for Greg to understand, too, because, you know, Greg gave me a pretty good answer as far as, you know, he said, that's not a big deal. You know, 68 percent of people that voted said it's not a big deal. And I think on the examples podcast, it was like it was like, it was more like 60, 40. But bottom line, I think the 40 percent of the people that say that we won't last is because I think a lot of those people look at relationship. They're looking at the relationships down the line because you got to think about something. A lot of people get with people right now because they're fun, they're adventurous, they finna be going out to eat and all that. You know, they kind of in the honeymoon stage. <laughs> that honeymoon but stage. I think, 
Yeah, I think that people that said that we won't last, they're looking at the portion of their relationship down the line where we fit to be sitting in the house a lot. We fit to be sitting around chilling a lot. So if when we chilling, we in separate rooms all the time because I don't want to watch love, uh, love and hip hop. I'm trying to watch basketball or trying to watch a horror film. Then eventually we're going to grow apart. And for all those wondering why the intro was what it was, that's why the intro is what it was because I was watching Better Call Sal and that 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 song came on and that whole sequence was basically how um, Sal and Kim Wexler pretty much they were growing apart due to the fact that they were lacking that connection because Saul wasn't you know a lawyer anymore. He's fucking selling cell phones and shit on some thug <laughs> shit. And then Kim, you know Kim back in the you know she in the courtroom busting ass and like. You could see the disconnect, so I felt like that was the perfect song. I, it, the song probably doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but I, I'm just pointing out to say that realistically, when you look at a relationship for the long term, you can kind of see something like entertainment interest being an issue if you know that, damn, we're going to grow old together. We have to enjoy like it. I feel like that's the same thing as somebody saying, like, damn. You don't want to play dominoes with me. You don't want to shoot dice with me. You don't want to. You, <laughs> you don't know how to play, play spades. You don't know how to play spades, and it's like shit. Like we don't have anything in common. And I think that entertainment and how you entertain each other in the house is more important than people think. So, but either way, I don't disagree with what anybody chose. I just think that some people have a tendency to kind of just like be in the moment when they answer that question, and then there's people that are like, damn, you know. Down the line, if we don't share any entertainment interest, that says a lot about our personality. So I agree with you. Like you're like, damn, you know, uh, what else is there? You know, like you know. Um, I mean, don't I, I don't get me you. wrong. I have no problem with you sitting downstairs watching a Lifetime movie while I'm upstairs watching the game. I have no problem with that at all. You don't. But I mean, I mean, I mean, but I don't think I don't think the majority of our time in the household should be spent in separate rooms. Shit, with, with 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 a person that only likes one of your TV shows, and she don't know how to play spades. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't know, bro. That shit, that shit might it might become it might become a problem. But once again, I agree with Greg. I agree with you. I just you know, it's just one of those things that I kind of centrist on. But I definitely would hope that a girl that I get with likes horror films because I've been in that situation before where I kind of like was looking at a chick and was like, damn, she. She, she likes horror films and sci-fi movies. This is cool. Like, based on that, like, I know long-term down the line, this could work. But even in that situation, I kind of looked at it and was like, oh, she could do better. <laughs> Me, our, our, us both like a horror films is not going to be enough. But then I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of giving women the side eye that I really liked, but they didn't have the same inter- entertainment interest as me. Horror films, they get all scary and shit. They don't want to watch it. It's like, uh, that's a problem. I'm, For I'm, me, I'm, I'm, fin- I'm going to give up the game a little bit, and I'm definitely going to put hold music over this. But kind of along the lines of you just want person a person to take the initiative to kind of like, you know, when you kind of want to be babied, you want to be babied. If, you know, just some consideration. Word, just some consideration. I, yeah, yeah. I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, just a little consideration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, got you, got you, got you. Yeah, we've been, we've been going pretty long, man. I'm pretty sure people have fell asleep by now. But um, yeah, man. At the end of the day, man, I just, I just think that people just need to become more mature. And um, like, like I, like one of my favorite posts that I posted this week was, turn off your TV and think for yourself. I've seen that. You know, it, it, it all comes down to the point where like. Who's really influencing your decisions? Who's influencing the shit that you're doing in life? I think if I think if a lot of people sat there and really thought about it, they'd realize that, you know, a lot of us are just followers. A lot of us aren't even doing things that we genuinely want to do. You know, we're doing it based on the fact that somebody else is doing it. And that's that's corny. Cause at the end of the day, you won't really be happy if you're living a life like that. So, yeah, man. Yeah. So uh that, that that that's all I got for today. Uh my, my son's getting he's he's ready to be picked up now so uh what's your words of advice man i know you got some fire um my words of advice are hurt people hurt people but only you determine how long that hurt lasts 
And so I always like to keep in mind that um, I call it the three-day theory. If something's going down that's not going to matter in three days, then I don't think you should blow it up. Yes, it's cool to mention it, but I don't think it should be a huge fallout, drag-out ordeal if it's not going to matter in three days. Because there's a lot of times people get into situations with family, friends, co-workers, and lovers that you've had this knockdown drag out and then in three days, a week, a month later, you don't even know what you're mad about. So, like I said, when hurt people hurt people, don't let it go over your head. I like that, man. I, I'm not even going to even try to, you know, where's the advice, man, after that, but I am going to suggest uh, a, was a post uh, from Humans of New York that was put up earlier this week. It was a uh, I think it was 11 pages worth of it was 11 captions worth of material that you need to read but i think it's worth a read it was about um old buddy from north carolina uh let me see if i could get his name i thought it was an interesting story i think everybody should read it because it's kind of funny and I, it was about bobby love a story about bobby love on uh humans in new york on instagram i think it's a worthwhile read just based on the fact that uh i like the way it ended and i think it kind of goes along with my point of people wanting to make things work and knowing that they can work and looking at it from a certain viewpoint as they're in it. And she, even the woman says some things in there that made me say, okay, that's a reasonable way to, to look at it. Cause once again, the signs were there, she ignored some things, but overall, I think her experience in this situation was fairly positive. And uh, yeah, just check it out, man. Humans in New York It's a story about Bobby love. It was posted like around February 5th. Check that out, man. It's, a good read and uh i promise y'all we got an mb snippet coming maybe. uh even though yeah maybe either way i i enjoy doing those so it's not like i need to i'm gonna die over if we miss a week or two but yeah man that's that's all i got and uh you got anything else no nah, man that's it okay okay uh that boy uh what's the name uh ob topping <laughs> that nigga that shit was wild he didn't even travel yeah, it looked like he didn't even jump high. It just looks like he was just long. Bruh, like, y'all got to check that out, man. Matter of fact, check that out too, man. Go to Obi Toppin, Dayton College. Oh, you want to see uh, some wild shit? That nigga, they're wild. Watch Freaks on uh, Netflix. Oh, how was that? Uh, I watched it today. It was pretty good. Played played with the heartstrings. Is that season or just, Not a, just a, movie. a movie? Yeah, called Freaks. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, out. man. Hopefully, I get a chance to crack down on my Castlevania. I don't recommend that to people because I know a lot of people don't like anime, but Castlevania is my shit. And uh, yeah, Better Call Saul, like I, I enjoy it a lot. But if you don't like Breaking Bad, then it's not worth watching. So yeah. With that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization. People have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?